0: Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio Dispatches from The Verge. David Morrison and I continue our Pathways to Presence topic, monthly topic, and today's topic is study. We look at the different things we've studied, uh, different things we've listened to, read, and just uh, techniques that have helped us out over the years. But before we get into that, thank you to Jacob Nedia At Monk Drum, that's what you hear in the background. Uh, If you want to read more about Desert Rain Community or read some of David Morrison's uh, poems or prayers, theruin.com is the place to go. drcrpod.com is the place to go for other episodes, be it uh, dispatches from the Burge, Road to Desert Rain, or Pathways to Presence. Lastly, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Word of mouth and social media really helps us. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. Welcome back to Desert Rain Community Radio. David Morrison.
1: Hola, senor Mason. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Don't be. Uh,
0: it's, a, it's a nice day today. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. today. Spring is here. April's here. And it's, it's really not windy. So no. breezy, but not windy. Um, dispatches from the verge. Hashed, or not hashtag. Uh, subtitle pathways to presence. Uh, end of April segment. <laughs> what are you thinking about over there? <laughs>
1: it's just funny.
0: <laughs> 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 we were talking about old westerns before we uh, threw on the mic and the. Uh, the. Hundred percent
1: ricochet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have also uh, legal legalized marijuana in the state of New Mexico, and everyone's all
0: everyone a Twitter about it. They can't.
1: Who cares? It what, it blows
0: my. Mind. Oh, we won't Who cares? It blows <laughs> in my mind though. But if you're an adult in New Mexico and you couldn't find weed, yeah, you were living under a a. a Stone a rock. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't know. Uh, Study, study. We uh, scholarship. Just just for the listeners, a reminder: our pathway to present series. We're taking uh, the twelve topics from celebration of discipline, uh, Richard Foster book, and uh, we're sort of but we're elaborating on elaborating on them from our perspective, our interactions with it. So we've done prayer, meditation, fasting, and this month is study. Mm-hmm. Actually, scholarship, I feel like, is a better, sort of a better moniker to it. Anyways, this idea of study uh, in and around, uh, <coughs> integrated in the sense of, of your spiritual life um, and how that can... Add to uh, evolve yeah. and so you're you're one of the if if we're counting audio books as well as regular books uh, you you devour scholarship unlike any most people that I know mr. Morrison and I guess have you always been that way, or is his study um, have you always pursued increasing uh, your knowledge in that way, or is that, has, has that come with age, or is, it, or is it just ebbs and flow with the season of your life?
1: No, I think it's been a fairly consistent thing in my life. Um, I think Christianity itself, the history of Christianity, it's, it, it, is, it does lend itself to scholarship, mm-hmm. writing things down. Uh, you know, there, there are more... You know, there's a huge body of work from the first century called mm. Apocryphal Writings. And okay. So things were put to book, mm-hmm. you know, immediately uh, into book form, that kind of thing. And, and even in the evangelical Christian world, I'm not saying they're good books, but it's a big industry
0: yeah, to for sell sure.
1: books. And so I was just, and then, of course, the emphasis on reading the Bible, studying the Bible, that kind of thing, De- uh, reading it devotionally. It's a big thing in that world. And so I entered that world pretty young.
0: Right. And so.
1: What was it? What would,
0: I mean, you were a kid, but as a, as a Catholic or growing up Catholic, did you, was there much reading and studying at that point or did it come?
1: Yeah, there was. Cause our parish had a little bookstore, a little okay. book stand and right. I, would, I would get books from there. Usually lives of the saints, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would read in childhood. But yeah, and children's literature was a big thing too, mm-hmm. so. And, and
0: uh, I guess, I guess and, and it's hard to say, right, because especially if you've been engaged with something since your early life, but how do you feel, like if we're just looking at your late teens, early 20s time frame, how did that shape or um, add to your, you know, this, this walk with Jesus of Nazareth?
1: Yeah, I, I equate my own personal spirituality with the gift of wonder. I think I've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Abraham Heschel, the rabbi, said he, he he never asked God for wealth or power or riches, but he asked for the gift of wonder, and God gave it to him. And I feel the same. Uh, and so... So that so, with that gift of wonder, it goes beyond just an intellectual thing, but but mm-hmm. study would be that it, the intellectual dimension of wonder th- that's a good way to put it uh, would be always being curious, inquisitive a- answering, uh, asking the next question um, and that kind of thing so uh, so that that's been very important to me
0: uh, and it, it's, it's funny because during um recently recorded some more road to desert rain episodes. And that was one of the uh, aspects that came up is like, w- once you start searching and and looking for the answer, yeah, you just end up getting more questions.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And then the gift of that is you get better questions. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And you just go down those, those ways. And I, I would also say not being professionally trained mm. in a seminary, right. but, but being uh Licensed and then ordained a pastor in my early twenties. Uh, uh, you know, I, so I felt a responsibility of being self-studied mm. through commentaries and scholarly works on, you know, on the Bible and that kind right. of thing. And, and so I was just always in that habit. Do you did S- it? Spent a lot of money.
0: <laughs> I've seen your I've seen your book collection. I can only imagine. <laughs> but um, did that. Do you feel like that motivated you or pushed you even more into this aspect of study?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Being
0: that you didn't go to seminary?
1: Yeah, I think so. I I didn't want to stand up there and give a sermon, you know, without knowing. Even though it's an iceberg kind of thing, most of the stuff I would study did not drip down into the sermon level Mm. because you're trying to do something different. Right. You know, at the sermon level, you're trying to offer more application to... Mm -hmm. The, you know life right now this week right uh some sort of devotion a devotional kind of reading okay so but i felt like i needed to at least have that the the scholarly level if you yeah. will uh behind it all you know uh, what 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 do s- centuries of different perspectives say about this bible verse uh of this book of in the bible that kind of thing and so that's kind of where i was at in my for, since my twenties.
0: Yeah, and and uh, that actually just made me think of. I know we've talked about. You've talked about in the past books that ha, that uh, helped you along or shaped you early on in your walk. Um, but I'm I'm wondering specifically with this idea of study. Yeah. Is there is there a book from, you know, from. Back in the day, so to speak, you know I don't want to necessarily put an age range on it, but earlier in your life that really like jumped out to you, or, or maybe a kind of book that like really fed um, or enhanced this idea of study
1: more than you know. No, I can't really think of a okay. specific one like that. But yeah. I was just drawn to books. Yeah. Even the smell of them, the look of them. Yeah. I love uh, still holding kind of physical thing. books.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and
1: of course I you know became a you know i took a degree in english and american literature so i was taught how to analyze a text uh fiction uh, mm-hmm. essays uh not not el paso essays <laughs> <laughs> uh, up, but Paul? that's scholarship too studying the, the human hearts of people <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so so there was always so i w- so I'm trained to read texts mm-hmm. that kind of thing uh not necessarily hebrew text or mm-hmm. Greek text, you know, so I'm not at that level and I don't right. desire to be at that level. Uh, but, you know, so,
0: yeah. Well, and it's, it's even come up on this, pa- this podcast, right? Like this idea of, of a, like a working man's spirituality. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not yeah. drawn into, well, what would be the right way to say? It? Well, just what you said, you know, studying the, the Hebrew, studying the Greek texts on that scholarship level, yeah. it doesn't seem to call to you. In the same way as is, is the path you've taken.
1: Yeah, I would trust you know an English translation of something and or, or, or somebody who has studied those things to read their their stuff.
0: So, I, so I guess another question, sort of in the same vein as far as early time frame, uh, but that is it was not is it? Wouldn't you wouldn't consider it like a a spiritual book or a book about Christianity? Um, you know a. a literature whether it was a poem or a book or something of that nature that uh, has fed your spirituality specifically like on a personal level that um, maybe not might not be obvious in that in that vein if that makes sense.
1: I, I lost you on the question. What's the, what's the question Is there a, I'm sorry. A
0: non-Christian book that has fed your Christianity. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: uh, yeah, or, definitely. Or, or,
0: or any poetry, you know what yeah, I mean? It yeah. doesn't have to be a book.
1: Yeah, growing up, definitely the works of J.R. Tolkien, mm. uh, which I learned orally more because uh, I, I have an older brother who's five years older than me and oh. was a, a, a Lord of the Rings freak. He made his own chain mail. Uh, he made his own sword like literally with a blacksmith
0: yeah
1: uh, most families I don't think have an anvil in their garage we had two <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> two anvils <Nice. laughs> and so he, uh, he would be you know hammering his sword out and then he would tell me he would tell you uh, five years younger yeah he would give me an oral history of what the Lord of the Rings was about oh, so I heard wow. it before I read it and that's then when really I read cool. it I was blown away in my teens uh. So the, yeah, so that was very influential, and, and then some of the C.S. Lewis stuff. I, I, I'm, ne- evangelicals love C.S. Lewis, yeah. but uh, it's it's something about his writing style that didn't really connect uh, with you yeah, in the same s- way. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, for sure there was all that, and then in high school, um, the works of John Steinbeck were introduced to me. You know, yeah. I think you read Of Mice and Men. at sophomore year usually yeah, it sounds about and right. so I started just reading all of his stuff yeah. at that time and, and the spirituality yeah. of that there, in fact there's a character in East of Eden that reminds me of an example of the spirit of scholarship if you will the spirit mm-hmm. of study Oh t- yeah, and talk about talk about that. So a it's a bit. so it's a group. They get together and drink, and uh, and the way he describes the way they drink, you throw it to the back of the tongue, and you t- smell the apple taste to it. You okay. know. makes you want to become an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so they get together in California under this tree, and they talk, and and this one man uh, named Lee, and he's from China. Uh, so they start talking about Genesis. Uh, do we have? And and the bigger theme is. Uh, do we have self-will or not? Mm. Does the human race, do we have, right. is, is does free will exist or not? Okay. And uh, and so they're discussing the passage in Genesis. So these group of guys as they're getting drunker and drunker, uh, the, the story of uh, Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Abel's offering to the deity gets accepted, but Cain's does not, mm-hmm. and he's angry. And then the deity appears To Cain and and says, "Why are you angry?" And he says, "You know, you won't receive my offering." And he says, "Well, if you do right, you know, if you do right, it'll be accepted. Uh, But if not, sin is is uh, crouching at your door, Mm -hmm. and you and you can master it or not. So this guy Lee goes off. I think he disappears from the novel for like two years." And he goes and studies with a rabbi the original Hebrew of that just to understand that passage. And he comes back in the conversation. And, and so it becomes this word, Timshel. And the whole novel's based on this word, Timshel in Hebrew, which means thou mayest. Mm. And so, in other words, we always have that choice. Or, uh, you know, thou mayest mm. overcome yeah. sin. Or thou mayest not. You right. know? so yeah it's, yeah, 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 it's all open-ended. It's an open-ended universe, and so yeah, I read that in my twenties and was just blown away by that that book. Um,
0: yeah, and it, it's it's uh, it reminds me. I, I I I'm pretty sure I've brought it up here, and I'm pretty sure you and I have dissected it a little bit. But you know, this idea of following your dreams, yeah. or following you know your happiness or whatever. And I heard uh, this was probably five or six years ago, but it was a motivational type person, but it seemed, they seemed to be a little bit more anchored in, in, sort of a pragmatic approach. And they were talking, and I can't remember if it was a man or a woman, like I, but I can hear their words very distinctly. And it's like, follow your curiosity,
1: hmm. yeah.
0: follow your wonder, you know, and th- and that's where the real, like that's where the real, um, so I, I just imagine Lee, disapp- you know what I mean? Go, you know this, this thing called to him, right? Pulled to right, him, and so he, right. he sought out a rabbi so he could study it, and and uh, you know what? The greater implications for for someone that might be listening to this, and it's like, yeah, you can follow your your dreams. It's pretty abstract. Yeah. You can follow your happiness, maybe, but it's like uh, if you follow your wonder and your curiosity, you're going to keep wanting to pull on that yeah, that piece exactly. of yarn. Yeah, I, and so. You know, I, I guess my experience in and around studies, specifically in this realm of, like, uh, spirituality,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, definitely, I, don't, I feel like it doesn't come naturally for me, per se. Um, and it definitely was, you know, didn't, was not happening in, in, as a child, right? Like, okay, coming yeah. up. For me, it shifted um, late 20s. You know, and and it was, it was sort of as I was getting reintroduced to Christianity and my first, I remember a lot of people, not a lot of people, a couple of people I trusted around and that would, you know, for whatever it means were Christian, you know, and I kind of, I guess it was more, I respected their outlook on life. And so I was like, you know, asked them what to read and I bet you can guess what they said. Yeah. What did they say? C.S. Lewis, probably, right? No, no, no. Out of the Bible.
1: Oh, oh. Probably the Gospel of John or Romans. Romans.
0: <laughs> Romans all the way. And so they love I read their it. Romans, yeah. I read it, and it, 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 it didn't really happen, and, and, but I was still curious. Mm-hmm. And so, and I shifted to the Gospels, you know, and that, that for me, that was a real scholarship. And I found this goofy book. It was like, it broke down, it was for the entire New Testament. And it, it, bro- it would say, like, like, you know, read this through this. And then yeah. it had, like, I don't know, six or seven questions. And so I just kind of used that as a template to be like, okay, each day I'm going to read, just go through the Gospels in order through this yeah. book. And then I answer the question. And some of them were very generic, basic, like elementary type questions. Right. And some of them were actually, you know, you know really got you thinking about it, uh, something and i remember going through that just and just basically once a day you know do one one set of questions each day and um i don't remember what the timeline was but that was really my first scholarship in and around the bible and it just it totally it changed everything it changed everything because it made me really one really read the gospels yeah and two sort of this this uh, thoughtfulness around what what does that mean to me? what in the context of my life, what is that? yeah, you know and 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 some of the questions were so generic or basic that i sometimes I would just answer a different question that that seemed to come up during the reading. yeah um, and ever you know and so whatever ten years of that, it's scholarship or study has just ebbed and flowed since then around you know around specific, specifically. Spirituality and Christianity yeah. and things of that nature and um and so I guess for someone that might be new to this, right, in the sense of they're curious about going down the path of studying something within christianity where where would you tell them to start
1: Well, there's so much out there well, that's what yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's so vast even a basic study Bible, if you wanted to do that yeah and read the notes there. Uh, see what interests you, see what piques your curiosity, mm-hmm. and then go off on those rabbit trails. Mm-hmm. Um, there are smaller books, uh, one that I've returned to, because it's, so, it's a simple book, mm-hmm. uh, but but well done. Uh, a guy named Gary Wills, uh, he did a trilogy. I don't know if it's a trilogy, but they're, you know, they're all on the mm-hmm. same topic. Uh, what Jesus Meant. It's a great little book. Uh, it'll give you a great synopsis with what many different scholars across the, the spectrum would say Interesting. about it. Uh, and his name one, was Gary Wills? Gary Wills, mm-hmm. yeah. Gary I think it's two R's, mm-hmm. Gary. Uh, then he wrote one, What the Gospels Meant. Okay. And then he wrote one called What Paul Meant. And I've returned to those three books quite a bit over the last uh, 15 years or so. Interesting.
0: Uh, All three of them?
1: Yeah, all three of them. Yeah, it's and, and and it's not too heavy, you know. In the mm-hmm. skull, scol- he's one of those people that distills it down for the rest of us, right. Kind of thing. That's you know? what
0: I need for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I th- I think um, for me, where I uh, where I've been is uh, try to hear voices that I would disagree with, mm. and so because there's a lot of gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. being done you know don't don't read these authors right that kind of thing and, and once they're, they're telling you that then
0: definitely go read those yeah authors. go read those authors <laughs> if
1: a book is banned in your church uh read that book yeah buy it uh get a couple of copies Ex-
0: yeah explore it see why it's uh, see why it's quote unquote banned. yeah
1: practice some s- <laughs> such and buy a couple copies and sneak them in to your church's library if, they, if, you, if there is one uh, or or your local library or especially the school, have your kid take it to school and slip it in a bookcase somewhere <laughs> uh that's worth getting arrested over uh so yeah so uh so like on one end of the spectrum would be a, an author named uh bart Ehrman. who's uh he started off as a fundamentalist okay uh very conservative mm-hmm. approach, and then it broke down. Reality has a way with disagreeing with our ideologies right uh, and so because there's well, always spe- new information coming. Well, yeah. I was going to
0: say, especially ones we got as children, right? Because they're usually just passed along. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And so, but he still, you know, so he rejected all that, all the trappings of the right-wing conservative uh, kind of stuff. And uh, But he, but he's not necessarily a Bible debunker either. You know, he's a scholar. And mm-hmm. so the texts themselves, he, he doesn't have, he doesn't claim a personal faith anymore. Okay. But he's a, a Bible scholar. That's a good person to read if you're, so attached to the bible where you, you uh you know it's amazing how your opinion is the word of god right. you know, have you ever gotten into a conversation with someone like that uh, it's not my opinion it's the word of god oh okay Well in that case okay, you drank the kool-aid didn't you uh and then on and then maybe on another spectrum would be uh, a guy uh i've read uh gregory boyd it was uh, also a scholar up in minnesota um and he, he has a, a podcast and blog and has written several books right over the years. And so very good stuff, you know?
0: Well, uh, and I think one of the things that stuck out to me as you started yeah. describing it is, is looking for these things that interest you. Right. Yeah. Right? So yeah. visiting a topic and then within that, you know, one of the things that I've done in the past is as I'm reading something because I, I can get distracted very easily. So as I'm reading something, if they refer to another book or, um, you know, maybe an article or whatever. I'll make a note of it so I can, because otherwise I'll, you know, I'll read. I was like, oh, I, they said I need to read this, so I'll go jump over yeah. there and start. And then that book will re- reference something, you know. And um,
1: yeah, yeah, a good example of that would be uh, Albert Einstein. Mm. So here he was; he was bo- he was a board clerk, and he starts either. He starts visualizing, so he either gets visions or he's mentally visualizing uh, these these experiments. You know, if uh, two people are standing on the at the train platform, you know, and he's looking out the window, seeing the train platform, Uh, and then and then he and from those visualizations, he develops his theory of relativity. Mm -hmm. Well, then after that, he spent his entire life uh, experimenting and studying. Mm -hmm. Uh, the facts, uh, the reality around relativity, uh, and and to see if the mathematics of it all would right. would prove him right, and he lived long enough to see that it was. Yeah. So that's an amazing thing. He comes up with a theory, actually has visions first, and then he has right. a theory, and then spends the rest of his life studying the math behind it. Um, and so that that's a great example. So something draws you, and then you so you. You start somewhere and you start studying it and see where it goes.
0: Well, that's um, kind of what we were talking about earlier about just getting into more questions. Yeah. Like any kind of study or scholarship uh, probably is going to take a lifetime.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and one of the things that really, I, don't, I can't remember exactly how uh, Foster put it you might remember, but this idea of, uh, arrogance sort of stopping you from stopping the learning process or, st- you know, yeah, yeah, you, you get to a point that you're not quote unquote teachable. Yeah. Uh, that really sh- struck home for me of like remembering that, like, oh yeah, humility and learning go hand in hand, whereas arrogance and learning usually don't.
1: Yeah. And we've seen people that use intellect to bypass themselves spiritually mm. Uh, or, or emotionally too, so they they you know they're emotionally broken people, and they know they are, but they have no idea how to pursue, the, what their next step of getting whole is, and so they use intellectualism yeah. uh, to cover that, and it's it's almost the same as covering a you know three strands of a toupee kind of right, <laughs> bald <right>. head, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know yeah, it's very <laughs> obvious. Uh, I was thinking yeah of. In college, I had a, a Latin teacher, Dr. Elric, and he told us about his mentor who was in his, I think a, at that time in his 90s, maybe, 80s, uh-huh. and his mentor was a, it spent his entire life uh, learning Latin okay. and reading Latin texts and teaching them, and basically said, I've been teaching Latin for 60 years, and I don't know a damn thing about Latin. And so that, that, was, that had an impression on me in my early 20s in college and uh, to have that kind of a spirit behind it. Uh, so, so, yeah, your intentionality is very important, the intention that you bring in what you're studying. If you're, if you're just studying something to to let everyone know how smart you are, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you're going to hit a brick wall. And, uh, and then, the, you know, and everyone, they might, most people will probably be nice, but they'll just say, you're not wrong, Walter. You're just an <laughs> asshole. You know, they'll just say that about you. Um, and yeah, and you'll and you'll you'll be you know, and that's what Jesus, uh, uh at, you know, attacks the Pharisees about. You right. you search the scriptures, thinking that by doing that, you'll have eternal life, but you're unwilling to come to me. Uh, and so there's that that kind of a thing where, where it could just be an echo chamber. And you're just, all you're doing is studying to back up your own, uh, you know, your own conclusion that you've already made, Mm -hmm. you know, and and instead of allowing, honestly, being intellectually honest and allowing your worldview to be, uh, to be bowled over, you
0: And I think that goes back to what you said a few minutes ago about, at some point, starting to look into or read people that you might disagree exactly with. you've got to yeah
1: you know uh and see how you know century speaks to century uh different perspectives speak to different perspectives and you can begin to to synthesize information especially right now because we live in the information age right
0: yeah and
1: so but we don't know how to most people d- don't seem to have the gift of critical thinking or not it's not a gift it's a it's a skill that you, can yeah, learn. you have
0: learn. Yeah, you have to, uh, um, what's it? Sort of like sharpening a knife. You yeah. Know? It's, it's got to continuously be. So we, don't, we don't have a lot of critical
1: to. thinking going on, um, which is why politicians can t- and corporations can take advantage of you uh, and well, others because you don't know how to critically think. Well, it's, it's,
0: it's amazing because that's been true throughout history, right? Yeah. But for throughout, sure. throughout history, usually there's gatekeepers that would keep. The masses from information. Yeah, and now it's sort of swung the other way where there's endless amount of information available, and now the downfall is that this idea of critical thinking yeah, or this exactly. ability.
1: Um, and you know, and I'm, I'm reading, rereading a lot of Desert Fathers and Mothers right now, and and they would they would definitely say uh, you're wrong to be curious. You should not be curious. You should. You should not think about those kinds. Of, those are those are uh, demonic uh, distractions and all that kind of thing. And, and I would say, yeah, it's good that you practice solitude, my friend. Yeah. So you don't always <laughs> say that to me. <laughs> so I've very intentionally chosen curiosity, and yeah. you know, if curiosity kills the cat, well, that's not a bad way to die. So well, I was going to say, we're going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly.
0: Might as well be. You know, and and uh, you know, the two two things that come to mind in sort of uh, connection with that Latin teacher is one of the things in the recovery world, people will say, um, the lo- the longer I'm sober, the less I know. Yeah. You know, because when you come in, when you come in, a lot of times it's a very, it's from like, if you think about like a teenager, like I think about myself at 16 years old, I knew everything. Exactly. I would, you know, I, I, and a lot of people in addiction, in early recovery that's it's that same sort of 16 year old mentality of like i know every everything and and i can remember years ago someone being like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard how can it be that the longer you stay sober the less you know and it's like you can't really articulate what the spiritual meaning of it behind Mm -hmm. that right like this uh I can't remember how you how you put it, just that perspective of I don't know anything keeps you in that yeah. ability to learn, right? Exactly. And then sort of shifting to this this the spiritual like one of the lines out of the big book is uh, God could and would if they were sought. So the point of the twelve step group is not to necessarily find God. Yeah. It's to seek this God or this higher power. And that's, that's one thing that has propelled me. I mean, that's how I ended up at desert rain. Yeah. Just the next thing to seek, the next thing to seek, the next thing to seek, whether it's reading a book, you know, interesting conversations with, I mean, that's how our, our uh, friendship started. You know, it wasn't, uh, we weren't necessarily reading a book together or anything like that. We were just meeting at a coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Spirit Winds.
1: Spirit Winds. <laughs> uh, Great mocha, mocha Joe there.
0: And having conversations, you know, and that. Though, those things sparked things in me to continue this. Yeah. You know, whatever you know, whatever this thing on life is, as far as seeking, God or higher power, or Christ or whatever.
1: I, I guess uh, it's probably, our, it's just, a, it's very confusing to be a human being. It's a very confusing thing yeah. to wake up in the morning and you're a human being. <laughs> and so that being said, we're all looking for answers. We're all looking for certainty. For sure. And so if you start by studying to find certainty and certitudes, mm-hmm. uh, that might give you some comfort for a while uh, or, or the opposite. It might push you, push you over the edge. Uh, Q and on we're talking to you uh, that kind of thing or or you might go into fanaticism,
0: some kind of fanaticism yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but if you allow yourself to to be okay with uncertainty mm. uh, then and, and allow curiosity to be there and wonder and asking the next question uh it, it, it'll eventually it'll it'll really serve your life, and your life can serve others. Uh, but when you're demanding a, a final answer to everything, uh, it's, it's usually going to disillusion you, which it needs to. So, right. you, so you've seen people, who've, especially in spirituality, they've had an experience or they've met a guru. So they've read some guy's book, you know, yeah. how to think like a guru uh, or whatever it is. And, uh, and so they, this is the answer, right? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. This is everything that I've been looking for. And we've all been there
0: yeah uh, but it's hundred
1: percent it, and it works for a while until it doesn't work yeah uh and so that and it needs to fail you at that point you know
0: Well, and that's what I was gonna say when you were first talking about the certitudes is um in some cases that's a a great starting point, yeah, like having these certitudes and then investigating them yeah and um I think the sort of the popular term that's been kicked around uh steel manning an argument or straw man. Yeah. Well, so it's right. It's so the straw man is where you, the opposite of what you think Uh, and you, you find the weakest argument and you focus
1: on that. Like it's real. Yeah.
0: But steel manning is the opposite where you actually find, try to find the best argument against your belief or your certitude and invest. How about investigate that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good practice. Yeah, and and um, and you know, it it might not change your mind, but it's going to make you look at your quote unquote certitude. Yeah, in a more um, what would be the right word? Objective is not the right word, but um, closer to an objective. If you if you can investigate the other side of that quote unquote certitude. Yeah, and real, you know, give it a a in intellectually honest look you know, and see, see what perspective might be true about it, or that maybe both, you know, that's sort of a paradox sometimes, right, where there are two conflicting ideas, but there are certain things underneath that, that are, that can be connected.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's very easy to just latch on, and, uh, you know, when something changes your life, it's exciting, it's, Mm -hmm. so someone gets sober, and, and, uh, or someone gets born again, mm-hmm. then they, if that's all people need. If the whole world right. could just get born again to <laughs> Jesus, if, or, or if everyone could just get sober. Get sober right. and no, that's just the very beginning of waking, yeah. up, of waking up, and that's not, you know, it's, it's the start. And so it's not the answer for everything for all time.
0: Yeah, and then the longer you stay sober, you're like, man, actually probably more people need to drink.
1: Yeah, some, yeah.
0: some, some of these people that that are hanging on to this, you know, I'm not talking about legit alcoholics, but just you know, yeah. quote unquote uptight people, right? Yeah, like yeah. maybe Particularly
1: religious <laughs> uptight people.
0: Maybe they're the ones that need to partake in the in the legalized weed. That, yeah, I
1: used to say that to
0: <laughs> be, about know, people in, in our church.
1: <laughs> so that guy needs to drink because <laughs> his poor kids. You know, and so it's
0: it's. Like anything else, and we've, you and I have definitely hit this point multiple times, but it's not, you know, it's not one-size-fit-all. No. You know, it's, it's, you're not going to create a, a religion or a spirituality yeah. or whatever it might be, a self-help group, yeah. so on and so forth, that, that um, is everything to every, every individual.
1: And, yeah, and like I said, it is very exciting to learn something mm-hmm. new. And you just have to be aware, you know, that it's, it's not the final
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> kind of thing. Like when I discovered, uh, I was very excited when I started reading Ken Wilber. Okay. And uh, Integral yeah. Theory, right. which was built off of a, a previous philosopher, uh, Claire Graves, I think it was his name, Spiral Dynamics. Right, right. Which is, you know, uh, and Claire Graves was trying to answer the question, why is it, in the field of psychology anyway, why is it that uh, we could all attack a certain problem in psychology, and we come up with fifty different mm. answers? How does right. this happen? And so, so he came up with a system of we understand it at different levels. There's levels, Jerry. Levels, <laughs> uh, and you know, an integral theory does the same thing. And I was very excited about that. There was a way, you know, uh, and you know, until you realize there's a cult around Ken Wilber. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, he's a guru and that kind of, I'm not saying he set out to do that, right. but, uh, but it's just, it's not the answer to everything,
0: you know? Well, and I think the interesting, but, but here's the other sort of other side of that same coin is that you still use some of that information and knowledge you gleaned from oh, that. Oh, totally. Yeah. In your life today. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, and so I think that's an important, I don't uh we've been sort of talking around it but I think that's a specific point to make is that as we learn these new exciting things, yeah, and uh then oh it ends up not being the end all be all. Well it's just part of of our evolution. Yeah. Our scholarly evolution of like, oh, okay, so now that that I've had some time with this I can parse out there's some things that are still super applicable to applicable to my life yeah. and some other things, not so much, you know, five years later, 10 years later, um, but you don't just, dis- well, some people do, but seemingly you don't just discard all of it and be like, okay, well, I got to start from scratch yeah, yeah, and find something else that's, cause that, that thing will also let you down yeah. that the next certitude or the next thing that you're, you know, you want to evangel- evangelize around, that's going to let you down too. Yeah. You
1: need it to fail you. That's yeah. it's part of the process. So yeah, so we've I've talked to people about you know it's very popular right now in Christian circles to deconstruct your faith, mm-hmm. and I've met people who say yeah I deconstructed my faith a few years ago and really what so what was your uh, you yeah. know and so what they really did was just uh, like you said they built a, a steel man, but against any they they did it as a as an act of spiritual bypassing their real issues, mm-hmm. and so so okay. now they can just be inoculated against any spiritual crisis Mm -hmm. that might come and uh and so yeah
0: which you can't really do spiritual crises can still happen even if if you've set up uh, what would be like boundaries or like bumpers like if you think about bowling right like they put up the bumpers so you can't gutter yeah Uh, spiritual crises can can hop the bumpers for sure
1: (laughs) no but i know people that will (laughs) ignore them and yeah right just cement them over But, yeah, eventually, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. There's going to be a break, you know, a break at some point. And so, you know, one of the
0: things we talked about before we we turned on the microphones, but is definitely, um, well, in my opinion, super important, is that, uh, you know, we're reflecting about how the first time we read this book, it was, like, super impactful and, and... Uh, meaningful. And now as we revisit it, it's not on the same level, right? So it doesn't have the same impact and kind of what we're talking about. So uh, for you personally, how is your study or scholarship, how has that changed? You know, what what does that look like over the last two or three years where scholarship and study is still an important part of your life, but, you know, what are some of the insights uh, in and around it? Where um, maybe you put too much weight on something within study and scholarship, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've. I think I've, I've been more disorganized, mm. and uh, uh, and learned by uh, what's the word uh, distraction more than. So I'm not a super analytical person. Mm. I don't think I am anyway. Right. Uh, so I don't. I mean, there might be a time where some evening I'll go down a rabbit hole.
0: Uh, well, we've given the, exa- the California water. Rights. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I went down that. Uh, around that same time, I went down a, a rabbit hole for about a month where I was just reading article after article about the, something called the Iron Age collapse uh, in ancient history. And, and so there's stuff. So I'll do that. you know. Right, right, right. Uh, and there's so much out there, TED Talks, podcasts. Uh, YouTube lectures, uh audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I prefer audiobooks myself.
0: Universities put their full uh, syllabus online. Yeah, you could you can take go down.
1: full courses. Yeah. Uh, there's a company I use that's with Audible, uh, called the Great Courses, oh, yeah? and I've yep, taken yep. several of those, re-listened to them. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Uh, I forgot the question. What, so. <laughs> so
0: what what did your, you know Let's you know Let's just say snapshot the last three years. What does your scholarship or study look like, in and around you know your spiritual your, your spiritual walk?
1: Well, it's 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 kind of the same as it's been. So I have to you know I, I want to deliver some sort of commentary on we like in our community, we gather on Sundays for right. a communion. We uh, we seem to prefer the a gospel reading. No one's challenged me on that to say let's do something different because we could right of course it's just we kind of settled on that i guess and and so so i'll spend 12 15 hours Mm. a week studying that gospel passage right i use commentaries uh i look at my notes from the you know over the decades that i've used and and just try to come up with something more reflective for us Mm. to distill it down Mm. uh to something reflective something uh relevant to today. Um, uh, I try to break it down to, uh, uh, you know, less than 20 minutes. Mm. So that's, that's a challenge too. uh, spending, t- you know, 10 hours studying something so that we right. can yeah. give a 20 minute <laughs> and then hope that it'll spur a discussion. Cause I think discussion is extremely important. Well, so, especially
0: in scholarship and study. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so that's, that's kind of my pattern now. Uh, there are some larger patterns. So 20 years ago, for example, I got tired of the typical evangelical expectation to preach out of Paul's letters. Uh, Romans, they love Romans. Uh, and, I, and I just got to the point where I don't even understand what... Ro- yeah, I just felt like everyone's pretending they understand what Romans is saying. Uh, and they really don't, because <laughs> it really appears that Paul himself doesn't know what the hell he's saying <laughs> in this book, and so I, I made a decision like oh, it was over 20 years ago. I'm not even gonna focus on the letters anymore. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna focus just on the four Gospels, and so that was working for a while. And then and then this little thing was bothering me, which was uh, well, Paul's letters are the earliest Christian oh, scriptures oh, by right. 60 to 100 years. Right. And so I was like, damn it, I have to deal with this man. Mm. And so at the time, in the early 2000s, there was a considerable movement in scholarship for what they called Pauline studies, rediscovering who, this, who Paul is, okay. and Jesus scholarship, uh-huh. who is the historical Jesus. Can you, you know, because that, that was done at the early 1900s, mm-hmm. uh, can you find out who the historical Jesus is through modern historical research? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. No. Uh, and so they picked it up again in the nineteen eighties and, and said, Yeah, that's true. We can't find a specific historical uh, you know person, person the way right. that you could find, say, uh, Abraham Lincoln. But you could find a composite of a person. What does a first century Palestinian Jew think? How do they see the world? Uh, how do they live their lives? And, and you can do that. And yeah, so
0: th- what were their living conditions yeah. like? Yeah. And so
1: I started taking courses and reading books on, on those two topics, and it was very rewarding. And, uh, and, it, and it knocked a lot of my worldview over. Interesting. Uh, the way I understand the scriptures and that kind of thing, the way I approach them. Uh, and so, there's, so, yeah, so those are some overarching. Then, of course, I mentioned spiral dynamics and, and learning how to think. Mm. So I took a, a course uh from the great from the it was either the teaching company or the great courses or the, the same thing i don't remember they got taken over by audible who got overtaken by amazon right so i guess i'm a part of the evil empire <laughs> uh uh but so are you who are listening so you know because yeah. you're you're listening on something from the <laughs> evil
0: apple empire. or spotify so, or so don't
1: get too sanctimonious <laughs> out there uh but, yeah, your deceptive mind, uh, the logical fallacies that we use to deceive ourselves, uh, that kind of thing. And so, so that's been a, a long topic over the yeah. last many years of how, how we think, uh, metacognition, uh, that kind of stuff. So
0: And, and yeah. I'm interested, so one, once again, you know, as we're doing our, our grandiose show prep that we always do, you know, one of the things I shared with you is, is I had become stagnant in not studying all that much mm-hmm. in, in the recent, I don't know, six months to a year for sure. And is there, is there any, you know, anything in your study specifically where it feels kind of stagnant right now or, um, just where, you know, we, we can kind of lull ourselves in routine yeah, at times. I, uh, is, is, are you experiencing anything like that in your life or?
1: I was cause I went through the living school, uh, you know, up in, uh, f- through the Center of, uh, for Action and Contemplation. Right, Richard Rohr. And so, you know, there was a, it was a two-year program, so there was a lot of reading of, of uh, you know, the mystics, so to speak, mm-hmm. the historical mystics, John of the Cross, uh, Desert Fathers and Mothers, uh, that, that kind of thing, uh, uh, r- some modern people, Raymond Panicar, uh, Pierre del Chardin, Th- these kinds of right. so I, so I got oversaturated with just reading just to keep up with the assignments right. the reading for the the school, so I took yeah so I kind of was burned out for yeah. probably two years where i didn't really want to read much or uh, or or listen to much, yeah. you know that kind of thing uh, i hadn't really thought much about desert spirituality until. We started this the project with the the poetic the poems, mm-hmm. and then the Wednesday night on desert spirituality. So I started reading again on that. Yeah. So I guess I'd gotten stagnant. Yeah.
0: there. That's interesting. Started
1: listening to uh, Thomas Merton's oh, lectures right. to his students at the monastery, which was really cool because that was probably in the '50s or '60s uh, when he was giving these lectures. And you can hear uh, like a thunderstorm in the middle of his <laughs> uh-huh. class, the bell. You know, it's yeah, a lot yeah. of atmospheric. Distractions. It's pretty awesome.
0: feels feels like you're in the room. All yeah, this yeah, thing. totally. The uh, and, and this this series pathway pathways to presence. You know, I think. You know, it, if someone came to me and was like, "Why the spiritual life?" and I think you would agree with this. Uh, it's about transformation.
1: Yeah, ultimately.
0: Right, it's about this idea of growth and transformation, and so. You know, within I know, no. Um, you've given examples, you know, and and for someone out there that's. Um, maybe, well, I guess if they've never done it, it's like we'll try it. You know, try the study aspect of it and see what happens. Yeah, But maybe someone that, that got too saturated in it. You know, you gave the example of the living school. Um, or maybe, you know, these certitudes they had crumbled and failed. And so they're maybe not scared but reluctant to get back into the study. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what uh, ideas or encouragement, I guess, would you throw out there? for someone that's sort of on the fence of like, you know, so what study? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I hear the podcast, yeah. but it's like, you know, prayer that's spiritual, meditation that's spiritual. Okay, sure, fasting is but study, that's just that's just university stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not. And uh <laughs> I don't know I don't know yeah. what you want me to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh I mean it's it's just a good thing to pick yeah. up a book and read now and then on right. anything uh, so yeah, yeah. I, you know yeah, I don't think it'll be necessarily transformational, and I've met people on both extremes I've met people that say uh, very they're very proud of the fact that they don't read any biblical commentaries, <laughs> just the Bible itself right well all they're doing is using the Bible to. Uh, confirm their own steel man arguments for themselves so that they, uh, they can yeah, stay in those attitudes. Yeah, so, to avoid transformation, yeah, yeah. to avoid change. Um, and then I've met people that didn't know how to read. Mm. And, and so they were real students in the sense of even though they, they didn't read books, that, that lack of skill in their life uh, required them to be uh, acute observers, more so than, you know, they would have been. So, so when they watch something being done, they really, they see 20 times more than what I would see uh, in someone doing something, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Or listening, they would listen very carefully. And, and so, so I've seen both, both extremes, you know, uh, of that.
0: Well, and I think that, um, and this might be a good, good place to sort of, to land it, but, but, We you and I today have focused a lot about reading or listening to audiobooks. Yeah. But there's so many other conversations with people, especially people that are have different outlooks or insights right. Podcasts, um YouTube videos, right? Documentaries, movies. Uh there's so many excuse me, there's so many other ways to ingest knowledge and information, especially the context of 2022. Yeah. that We haven't talked about it much today, but those shouldn't be minimized in any way. No.
1: People, yeah, often minimize uh, audio mm-hmm. and podcasts and, uh, and they're, just, they're just snobs. That's, that's what they are. And uh, I'm a better audio learner myself. I, I remember more, I retain more by what I hear audibly rather than what I see on a page. And uh, if you want to judge me for that, all right, but I've got to kind of have a degree in English and American literature, yeah. and I taught it for 15 years, so what do I know about reading uh, or writing? You know, uh, so, and yet I'm you know, a big fan of, of audio stuff,
0: uh, well, I, I lectures know for my, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know for myself, I can read something 10, 11, 12 times but if i if I hear you, if you come over and explain it to me audibly, you know what I mean and yeah. I hear you explaining it to me for whatever reason in my brain it clicks yeah have a, a, a different been. a different level
1: yeah, documentaries mm-hmm. you know so watch a documentary and then go fact check it and then watch a couple of documentaries that have a counter mm-hmm. a counter uh you know uh opinion on whatever the subject is and yeah and so. I think it's a good practice to do that.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, it kind of comes full circle, but that that wonder and that curiosity. Yeah. Like staying in in that zone or, you know, whatever, you know, if you've taught Latin for 60 years or if you're learning, you know, you're learning something brand new today that you've never encountered, it's like, well, what about that thing interests you? And stirs wonder and yeah. curiosity within your soul, and, and just start head down that path.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And it's going to fork a hundred, a million times. The longer you stay with it, and that's okay. Sweet man. Yeah. You feel good? Yeah. Cool. Uh, thank you again. Thank you, sir, Mr. David Morrison. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, monk drums in the background. That's what you hear. Thank you, uh, Jacob, Mr. Jacob Nedia. Um, once again, this is the Pathways to Presence uh, series that we're doing. We're doing one one topic each month uh, derived from the celebration of discipline by Richard Foster and releasing those the last Tuesday of the month. So uh, you'll be hearing this the end of April. And uh, we appreciate your time. And uh, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or or Also, uh, we we are having a call for topics, if there are any topics out there that uh, you're interested in in hearing two two guys in the middle of the desert ramble on about, uh, we would would appreciate that input. So, thank you very much.